Greetings from Las Vegas. Welcome to the EOG Sports Hour. John Kelly with you, filing a report for Wednesday, September 13th. One play to be heard on today's program. It'll involve the Major League Baseball game at Target Field. The Minnesota Twins playing host to the San Diego Padres. That selection coming up. It's fight week here in Las Vegas. The big showdown Saturday at T-Mobile Arena. The arena sold out. Triple G against Canelo. It's Gennady Golovkin against Canelo Alvarez, Mexican superstar. Triple G right now a slight favorite. Minus a $1.40, $1.45, $1.50 in some parts. Lay the lowest number you can with Triple G. My sources tell me too much power, too much precision in the punches delivered by Triple G for Canelo to compete. Not sure he'll knock out Canelo, but uh, Canelo, not a world-class athlete in terms of speed, and uh, that could be his undoing, uh, hand speed or foot speed. Uh, Football in the news, of course, week one in the NFL, now in the books, though Miami and Tampa Bay have yet to play their first game to to the hurricane situation in Florida. Oakland defeated Tennessee in week one, 26-16. That got my NFL season off to a rocky start. I had Tennessee minus the spot. That was the Computer Bob's only loss in the Westgate Super Contest. He, too, liked the Titans. They did not execute in the fourth quarter. Um, a little disappointed with Marcus Mariota. Derek Carr, much better. Uh, Carr has weapons, too. Uh, Tennessee, three trips inside the red zone, came away with seven points in those three trips. Got to do better than that. Uh, Will Tennessee do better against the Jacksonville defense on the road? Not so sure. The Jags' pass rush was fierce in Week 1, recording 10 sacks, forcing four turnovers in a big win at Houston. Calais Campbell, new acquisition for the Jacksonville Jags. He could make the difference. And Tom Coughlin now in the front office for Jacksonville. He's always been a defensive-minded guy. Doug Marone, the head coach. Tom Coughlin, though, president of football operations. Old guy, I'd sooner see him upstairs than on the sidelines. Uh, Never cared for Coughlin on the sidelines. Maybe too much of a defensive coordinator uh, to be your head coach. Oftentimes screwed up on the offensive side of the ball, especially with time management. I remember some major snafus when he was in charge of the New York Giants, but uh, with the Jags now, if they keep Blake Bortles under control, keep him turnover free like he was in week one. I think that Tennessee-Jacksonville game can stay under the total. I went under 44, 43 and a half still available. Betting number 261, 262, Tennessee and Jacksonville under the total. By the way, Chris is leading the charge downward. They're now at 43 on that total. And that's one thing I like to look for in the betting marketplace is where the most influential sports books are headed with their point spreads and totals. Uh, oftentimes that tells you the direction of the market when Chris leads the way. It generally means uh, money is pouring in on the side. It doesn't always make it the right side, obviously, but uh, you can kind of get a feel when to bet. Uh, when uh, the, the leading indicators, the leading sports books, are headed one direction or the other, and about that Jacksonville team as well, they recorded ten sacks. Even if we get half that number on Sunday, we should be okay. Got to bother Marcus Mariota a little bit. We get Tennessee going from a home game to a road game. As well, I think that's an advantage for the total. College football, just getting into uh, this week's action in college football. One advisory note, Clemson, Louisville, Tennessee, Florida, Texas, USC, those high-profile games, oftentimes they don't offer much value. Usually the point spreads in the right spot. Those games studied closely, a lot of eyeballs on the product. Want to go to the group of five games, the games that are under the radar. Oftentimes they produce the most profits, and uh, I watched a lot of college football the past week or two. I'll be ready for some selections here in the 
upcoming weeks. One thing about college football, get your work done in September and October because by the time the, the, later in the season, uh, everyone knows everything about a lot of these teams. Although there are 130 Division One teams, or uh, Division One's the term for basketball, 130 FBS teams. So, you know, there's a lot of product and uh, it doesn't mean that they're going to keep up to date on all of the developments. And what you want to look for, too, is changes, a, a coaching change, a quarterback change, changes on the offensive and defensive lines, any kind of changes that are put forth that might invalidate the past performances. Uh, you know, we're looking for changes in, in, uh, in all sports. And as a horse handicapper, that's what the sharp horse players do. They look for changes, uh, sprint to route, route to sprint, blinkers on, first time gelding, a trainer change is oftentimes big, a jockey change, uh, anything that will invalidate the performances of the past. Oh, the one Major League Baseball selection that's coming up does not involve either Cleveland or the Los Angeles Dodgers. I told you it's Minnesota and San Diego. Cleveland on a run, winners of 20 straight. That ties Oakland's mark back in 2002 when the Oakland A's won 20 in a row. That was the Moneyball era. The next up, the team next up is the Cubs. The 1935 Cubs won 21 in a row. I misspoke the other day. I think I said the 24 straight for the 1935 Cubs, but it was 21 in a row. And that's the modern day MLB record. If you consider the 1916 New York Giants went 27 straight games without a loss. They didn't win 27 in a row. They some would say they didn't even win 26 in a row. They won 12 straight, had a tie, and then won 14 straight. So uh, some minutiae there, and I uh, don't really want to get into it, but I think Elias Sports Bureau recognizes the Giants as a 26-game winning streak. Other statistical companies do not. And see the Cubs, the 1935 Cubs, as the longest winning streak in modern-day baseball at 21 in a row. But credit the Indians. They've got Clevenger going on the hill today. And gamblers will note... Mike Clevenger is one of the best-kept secrets in baseball. I played several of his games under the past couple of months, but he's really been good uh, first out of the bullpen, now in the rotation. And uh, Mike Clevenger doing good work for the Cleveland Indians, as is just about every member of that Cleveland Indians team. The L.A. Dodgers finally won a game last night. They beat the Giants in San Francisco 5-3. to Kenley Jansen wiggling out of a bases-loaded jam in the ninth inning, struck out Posey and Huntley to end the game in that spot. He kind of caused his own trouble, uh, so he wasn't really a hero, but uh, uh, he, the bases were loaded, and, and Jansen was able to retire Posey on a 93-mile-an-hour fastball and Huntley on a 96-mile-an-hour fastball, so finally the Dodgers get a win after losing 11 straight games. They are solidly favored again tonight, minus $2 at CGT in their game against the Giants, the pitching matchup Darvish and more. No opinion on that game, but I do have an opinion at Target Field tonight. Let's go under the total of nine in the Minnesota-San Diego game. Betting number 929-930, San Diego-Minnesota under nine. Twins are about a buck fifty favorite. I like under nine for a lot of reasons. Good pitching matchup here, Santana and Lamette. If you have not followed Denelson Lamette this season, uh, you're missing a future star, I think. 25-year-old right-hander. The Padres have lost the last four games he has started by scores of 4-1, to 2-1, to 1-0, to and 3-1. to one. The guy throws in the mid-90s. He's got a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. One angle I like on this game, 
Danelson Lamette is from the Dominican Republic, and so too is Irvin Santana. So a little Dominican pride on the line here. Of course, Santana's been around a long time. Lamette in his rookie season. Santana's nine years older. Santana won a game at Petco Park earlier this year with interleague play. The Twins play two in San Diego, and then San Diego returns to Minneapolis and plays two at Target Field. So this is the second game of a two-game set. Twins won the opener last night, 16 to nothing. Uh, in that game, Minnesota set a Major League Baseball record for homering in each of the first seven innings. Uh, Lamette, I think, will keep the ball in the ballpark tonight. Uh, Santana should hold down the Padres just like he did in early August. He had a complete game four hitter. Retired the first 10 batters in that game in San Diego. And so Santana should shut down this weak San Diego lineup. The Padres have scored the fewest runs in Major League Baseball, 556 runs. And note... One of their best bats, Jose Parella, is out with a sprained finger. He will not be in the starting lineup. Not sure if he'll come off the bench. No Miguel Sano either for the Minnesota Twins. He's still out with that shin injury. He could return later this month, but he will not be available for tonight. My fear is the Twins lineup. They've been averaging six and a half runs per game uh, since the start of August, but I'm hoping Lamette keeps them down. I'm pretty confident Santana will keep the San Diego down. Lamette, by the way, can strike out hitters. He's averaging a strikeout per inning in his last nine starts. Let's go under the total of nine. We got the push number going for us. It takes 10 to beat us. Winner push, betting number 929, 930, San Diego and Minnesota, under the total of nine. How to watch a football game. You know, one, one thing about football, you, you can watch the game and you can also study the stats. You want to do both. One thing you don't want to do, you don't want to study the box scores. Too much garbage yardage in those box scores. Picked up USA Today Sports Weekly today and I saw the box scores, the NFL games in the back. Just the wrong way to go to study the box scores. You want to study the drive charts. How do drives start and how do drives end? And here's an important note, I think, whether it's pro football or college football or football at any level for that matter. Football teams are three squads in one, offense, defense, and special teams, and how the three work together are absolutely critical. The offense sets up uh, the defense. Actually, more importantly, the defense sets up the offense in terms of field position. Special teams is a factor as well. You want to study special teams. One thing I've noted about special teams, whether it's uh, uh, the difference between special teams in pro football and the special teams in college football because of the class difference in college football with heavyweights playing lightweights. Oftentimes, uh, special teams are a real problem uh, for, the, uh, for the underdogs in college football. You, you know, if you're, say, a double-digit underdog, you want to be careful not to make any mistakes on special teams in the kicking game. That's where team speed really kicks in. The NFL, everyone's fast, so there's not big edges special teams in the National Football League. But um, there are edges, don't get me wrong. But in college football, that's really where the stark contrast lies. When you go to a game live, you really see it. Uh, say a, a powerhouse team is, uh, say, uh, let's see, uh, uh, USC uh, or UCLA is playing Hawaii. You know, you'll see that on special teams. UCLA's bigger, faster guys running downfield on the kickoff. Uh, they, they can stone Hawaii inside the 20 while the same is not true the other way around when hawaii kicks to ucla it's a big advantage for the bruins eog.com is the website we promote here it's the eog sports hour the podcast edition want to thank a computer bob for leading off our contest with one-on-one -on -one with one a computer bob three one and one in his week one effort while one stubbed his toe at one and four we'll try it again this week 
Big Daddy is our featured handicapper this week. He won the qualifying round in week one, went a perfect 5-0 and with his selections. He'll have a chance to win $500. If he uh, scores three or more points, uh, three or more contest points and defeats a one, then he will be the victor and will give him $500 cash. If he goes a perfect 5-0, and regardless of what one does, Big Daddy will win $1,000 cash. If you go back-to-back weeks with 5-0 and oh, after you beat one and then re- come back and uh, win a, uh, post another 5-0 and oh mark, you would win a $10,000 cash. Compliments of Ion Gaming and BetDSI and several of our other sponsors as well. That's going to... Oh, WNBA note. Winner yesterday. I've really been on the Washington Mystics. Had a good feel for them. I, I, I was on them in their elimination game against Dallas. I was on them in their elimination game against the New York Liberty, and then I was against them in their opener in the best-of-five series against the Minnesota Lynx last night. Final score, Mini 101, Washington 81. It's great when hard work pays off. I studied the product closely. In fact, after the victory last night, I watched every minute of the Phoenix-LA game. Didn't have a dime on the game. Studied that game to try and find an edge for game two. Right now, the LA Sparks are nine-point favorites over the Phoenix Mercury. No way do I want the Sparks. I lean the Phoenix just slightly. One cute angle in playoff action. Uh, game two, is the, it, it's a road game with no travel. Phoenix is in LA, at uh, staying in a hotel near the Staples Center. Uh, in fact, I think they can walk across the street for the game. But uh, the point is that Phoenix is already at the site, and they already played uh, 48 hours earlier. Uh, they'll, they'll make some adjustments, I do believe. Didn't pull the trigger just yet, but I, I don't think the L.A. Sparks minus nine is, is the way to go. It, 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 I know I'm not going to be on that side. Candace Parker, by the way, a slight ankle tweak. Uh, she, of course, she'll give it a go, uh, but... She's not my favorite player on the Sparks. She gets a lot of the pub. But Neka Ogumake, who can jump out of the gym, uh, a constant motor, uh, great energy player, highly talented as well, Uh, doesn't have the complete game Candace Parker has because Parker can flick the wrist from 20 feet. That's what makes her dangerous. But she doesn't do any dirty work at all, Candace Parker. Neka Ogumake is the the more valuable player, in my opinion, on that team. But it'll be Phoenix plus nine or pass. I'll give you that full report on tomorrow's podcast. That'll wrap up our Wednesday program back Thursday with more. Thanks for listening to the EOG Sports Hour.